friends and grace and peace to you. I am Reverend Beverly Edwards, the Associate Pastor for Pastoral Care of this church, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to this service from wherever you are. This is Reverend Rebecca's sabbatical time, and so between me and Reverend Floyd, we will be doing the services for the next several weeks, and it is such a pleasure to be with you. No matter who you are, or who you love, or where you come from, or what you believe, you are welcome here in the United Congregational Church of Little Compton. And now, let us worship God. Good morning, dear friends. My name is Reverend Beverly Edwards, and I am the Associate Pastor for Pastoral Care of the United Church Congregational Church in Little Compton. And we are so glad that you are worshiping with us today. No matter who you are or where you are attending this service from, uh, whether you are deeply religious or full of questions, whether you are old or young or in between, whoever you are, you are welcome here and we are glad you are here. This morning we have a really special treat because we are going to welcome our deacon Shirley Hardison and Jonas Azolin who are both members of the uh, Rhode Island Association Haiti Task Force. And they will be leading our worship service. 
as Jonah shares of stories of our conference's mission work in Haiti. Uh, Jonas is a friend of our church, has been here before, and we are so glad to welcome him. We have one special announcement before we begin. We invite you all to join us for our grand reopening in the church in person on July 18th at 10 a.m. Please RSVP on our church's website to tell us that you will be coming because we do have a limited amount of seating. And now, good friends, let us worship God. This morning, we offer a prayer from Professor James Small of the World African Diaspora Union. O gracious Creator, God of all goodness and love, we lift up our Haitian brothers and sisters to you in prayer. Our hearts go out to all those who suffer from want. Grant them your wisdom, strength, and hope in the face of all that is occurring in their beautiful homeland. God of mercy and justice, assist all those volunteers who have given so much time, energy, and resources to our Haitian neighbors. Bless their efforts to help restore and improve their lives. Bless the children of Haiti who seek a better world and a brighter future. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing upon all those who work to help Haiti see its potential. May the good work you have begun in them find its fulfillment in your sight. We pray this blessing in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory 
forever and ever. Amen. Somme 138, c'est un somme David, titré Merci, bon Dieu. Seigneur, m'a dit vous merci à tout cœur, là devant l'autre bon Dieu. M'a chanté, m'a joué guitare pour vous. M'a mette à genoux devant Kai qui a part pour vous. M'a fait loin jour, parce que vous avez bon cœur. Parce que ou toujours kembe parole ou, parce que ou fait ça ou te promet là. C'est tout le monde kap nomme non ou kounye ya. Lem le ou, ou te répond moi. Ou te bam plus courage. Tout le monde qui sous la terre va faire loin jour, Seigneur. Le ya vin konne parole qui sorti dans bouche ou. Ya chante, pour ça, c'est un effet et a dit, à la gros pouvoir, c'est a gagné. Oui, c'est un en haut dans le ciel là. Mais, il y a qui soumet devant lui. Il est bien loin, il reconnaît les gens qui fait grandir. Même les gens qui ont fait grandir, ou pas quitté mourir, ou lever. Mais pour arrêter l'ennemi qui en colère, ou sauver avec force pour ou à fin faire ça ou te commencer fait pour moi, Seigneur, ou pas jamais suspendre mes nous, pas virer d'eau ou quitter travail ou te commencer à verset 8. Ou fin fait ça ou te commencé pour moyen. Seigneur, ou pas jamais suspend remen nous. Pas virer d'eau qui te travaille ou commencer faire. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Merci, Seigneur. Psalm 138, a psalm of David. I praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods I will sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. In the day when I cried, thou answeredest me and strengthenedest me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. 
Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. And all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples had picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Good morning. I'm so pleased to have this opportunity to update our congregation on our mission in Haiti. I haven't gotten to talk to you about it in a long time. This past Sunday, I had just sat down to begin to put together my portion of the worship service for today. I was reading some scriptures that had been suggested to me and concentrating on some thoughts I wanted to put into prayer. My meditations were suddenly interrupted by the ringing of my cell phone, and it was Suzanne Swanson, the chairperson of the Haiti Task Force, and there was desperation in her voice. She called to let me know that she had received a series of phone calls in the last day from our partners and friends in Haiti pleading for our help. It seems that what has been a dangerous and violence-filled year and a half has somehow gotten worse. You may have read about the political unrest that's been plaguing Haiti for over a year now. The country's been besieged by demonstrations regarding the current lack of a government and a president who claims to have another year in office, in spite of what the Constitution of Haiti states. Somehow in the past few days, the situation has grown even more dire and even more dangerous for the people of Haiti. I'll come back to that situation before I close, but I first want to tell you, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, how the mission began with the Rhode Island Conference of UCC Churches and how we've managed to continue our work in the midst of all this turmoil. What was to become known as the Rhode Island Haiti Task Force began in 1990 when the Reverend Dr. H. Daler Hayes, one of the ministers in the Rhode Island Conference, met Reverend John Deriska, a pastor from Haiti whose daughter was living in Rhode Island. Reverend Deriska oversaw about 60 churches in Haiti. The two became instant friends and in a short time a partnership was formed between the Rhode Island Conference and Reverend Deriska's churches. It was in 1990 that the first mission trip to Haiti took place. Some of the members of our congregation here in Little Compton participated in those early trips. The mission has remained the same over those 30 years. We've always worked on the premise that we listen to our friends in Haiti and see what they need and want, and we work with them to provide assistance. We do not assume that we know what is best. Churches throughout the former Rhode Island Conference and hundreds of individual donors have helped the Haiti Task Force by raising funds and donating their time and talent to the work in Haiti. Over the 30-year history of the group, we've helped our Haitian partners by funding a building in Fontamara, a section of Port-au-Prince, that houses a primary school, a church that attracts hundreds of worshipers each week, and a clinic that employs three nurses and a doctor to serve the surrounding community. There are very few public schools in Haiti, therefore many, many children have to attend private schools or those associated with churches. The Fontamara School, which is in the multi-purpose building that we saw earlier, serves well over 150 students. 
This is one of the schools that received funds contributed by individuals from the Rhode Island Congregational Churches to help sponsor children who would otherwise not be able to afford the tuition. This church, in a town in the countryside called T. Marche, or Little Market, was also built with the MEBB and houses a school. This church was funded by several individuals from congregational churches in Rhode Island, including a major contribution by one of our beloved members, Todd Moore, who has since passed away. In the early years of the mission, medical teams made up of doctors and nurses from Rhode Island traveled to Haiti and went out into the countryside to work with people who might not ever see a medical professional. This practice continued for many years, and some of the members of our congregation served on those medical teams. When the medical teams working in the Fontamara area began to see 200, 300, and 400 patients over a period of several days, it was determined that a more permanent health care option was needed. The Fontamara Clinic was established on the lower level of the church school building and today continues to see up to 400 patients each month. Several years ago, it became apparent that our young adult friends in Haiti, many of them having served as translators for our mission trips, needed additional education in order to find jobs in Haiti where the unemployment rate is currently at 70%. There are many success stories, including Dr. Sim, who completed his medical school education and now serves as a doctor in Haiti. Fred Gauthier, who works at the University of Notre Dame in Port-au-Prince, overseeing the computer lab and teaching English to the students of its medical school. Jonas Azolan, who is assisting us with our service today, who served for many years as one of our translators. He attended theological seminary in Port-au-Prince and has completed many courses in English and computer technology. Jonas was the first in-country director of our One Egg Nutrition Program and managed a large orphanage before coming to the United States a few years ago to pursue his education. About 30 other young adults have completed technical or professional post-secondary programs, and about two-thirds of those students had found employment. Natural disasters have moved the task force in new directions from time to time. After the 2010 earthquake that is estimated to have killed between 250 and 300,000 people, we were asked to assist several orphanages that had lost their buildings as a result of the earthquake. Two years later, Hurricane Sandy would leave the country with a terrible shortage of food since much of the fertile topsoil had been washed away by the storm and the resulting storm surge. Our assistance took many forms, sometimes food, clothing, and often shelter. Out of the devastation of Hurricane Sandy, the One Egg Haiti program, now known as Chicks and Eggs for Haiti Nutrition Program, was born. When we visited Haiti shortly after the storm, we noticed that there were many empty seats in the classrooms at the schools. When we questioned that, we learned that many children simply were too hungry and couldn't make the trip to school. Often, a child has to walk long distances to get to school. We learned of a program in Africa called One Egg Rwanda, and we set about to replicate that program in Haiti. The program began in 2013, and until recently, served over 2,500 children in 17 sites throughout Haiti. Funds contributed by the congregational churches and individuals in their congregation, along with funds that we raise through the sales of Haitian jewelry, are used to purchase eggs from a Haitian egg farm that employs hundreds of Haitians. The eggs are then delivered 
by our, to our on-the-ground sites. And why eggs, you may ask? An egg is one of the highest quality forms of animal protein, a nutrient that many Haitian diets don't find easy to come by. Each little egg contains many other vitamins and nutrients that are beneficial for growing children's development. What I've shared with you today is only a sampling of the accomplishments the Haiti Task Force has achieved with our Haitian partners over the last 30 years. Unfortunately, we've not been able to travel to Haiti for a year and a half now. It's simply too dangerous. We had been able to continue funding the school sponsorships until a few weeks ago when it became too dangerous to have the children attend school. As you can see from the headlines on the screen, gang violence has become rampant and many people are being forced from their homes for fear of what the gangs might do. We have been able to continue providing eggs to the children in orphanages when it's safe to do so. There are times when the eggs cannot be picked up because demonstrations are blocking the highways or gang violence is too bad in the area. And we've instructed our team on the ground to never travel unless they feel that it's totally safe. And that three-story church building and school that you saw in the early part of the presentation are now being used to house people in the Fontamara community who have been driven from their homes. The clinic that is in that same building had to be closed for a time, but now it's open again and functioning. The price of food and gasoline and other necessities has increased to the point where it's almost impossible for the average Haitian to purchase food, even if they can find it. I've never heard such fear and desperation in the voices of our friends from Haiti. This Wednesday, the task force met and made arrangements to get funds into the hands of those who are housing people who've been driven from their homes. The salaries of the nurses and doctor and the clinic have been paid, and funds are being sent to our translators who've had to move their families to find safer housing. And the most frightening thing is that we don't see an end in sight. We can only pray for a miracle to help our Haitian neighbors. Those who've worked in Haiti for over 30 years say that they have never seen such turmoil. In the past, we've supported this mission through annual sponsorship letters and individual donations for the education programs. There are two churches in Rhode Island who have paid the salaries for the clinic nurses and doctors for many years. And we used to have Haitian craft sales to help buy medicine for the clinic. And the Chicks and Eggs for Haiti Nutrition Program that used to be called the One Egg Program, churches would conduct fundraisers. Individual donations also were, were generously given. And we had special task force fundraisers like the Haiti Hoopla that you may remember and sales of specially made jewelry at holiday and craft bazaars. And this year and a half with the uh, presence of COVID and all of us being remote, we haven't been able to do that. Although uh, some churches have managed to find ways to continue to, to raise money to support the mission. I wish I had happier news for you. Um, I'm counting on the fact that the Haitian people are incredibly resilient and incredibly spiritual and incredibly and amazingly trusting in God. Let us pray that that continues and pray for their safety. If you would like to make a contribution to the task force, you can do that by making a check to the Southern New England Conference, SNEC, Haiti Partnership, and mail them to Suzanne Swanson, the chairperson of the Haiti Task Force at 45 Peep Toad Road, Seekonk, Massachusetts, 02. 771.
Thank you. Heavenly Father, I give you glory and bless your name for your love and your righteousness toward my family. We bless you, God, for the Sunday service. Father, we pray you for Asian government and the opposition to find a solution in order to stop the violence in Haiti because it's really hard to live there right now. Dear God, we also pray you for all churches in Haiti, especially MEBB mission. This mission has been doing your works over 50 years around Haiti, and they have been partnering with OIC, UCC, especially Lily Compton Church, about 30 years. God, thank you for the amazing services that OIC, UCC have been providing around Haiti, especially in Southern Zombie, Chantal, Cabaret, Port-au-Prince, and Timache. They have been built churches, schools, and clinics. Almighty God, we are so grateful for using UCC to bless the Asian families and orphans. We pray you, our Lord, to continue your mission in Haiti through us for the glory of your name. We ask in you that in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you for joining us for worship today. And we hope that you will be part of our congregation every Sunday. If you would like to make a contribution to the ministries of this church, please either do it by sending a check to P.O. Box 506, Little Compton, Rhode Island, or pay online at the number that you will see on your screen below. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, now and forevermore. Amen. If you'd like to learn more about our church, we invite you to connect with us on our website, www.ucclittlecompton.org. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find a link to our donation page in the show notes for this episode. We also invite you to share this podcast or leave us a rating or review to help others find us. Our virtual worship team is the Reverend Rebecca Floyd Marshall, Senior Minister, Lily Clark, Project Manager, Cam Clark, Video Production, Alex Floyd Marshall, Audio Engineer, and Charlie Thomas, Readings Coordinator. The horn and string music you hear is performed by the Thomas family. In our church, it is our tradition to end every service with this simple blessing. God be with you till we meet again. By God's counsels, guide uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Go in peace. Thank you.